success leaves clues, get a coach. That's what all the top producers and brokers do. With that being said, have a budget schedule, right? Because it's going to help you know. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm excited to talk to you today about something that's not necessarily always that exciting to people in the real estate industry. I'm talking talk about a financial plan for the real estate business. And you know, what are the what are the financial systems that real estate agents should should have in place? And you always hear me griping about our job at ICC, we coach many of the highest producing agents, teams, and broker owners in North America. Our job is to make people wealthy and enjoy their life at the same time. And we always say, if you're not operating in a business model where you are both increasing the amount of income you make while at the same time increasing the amount of time you have away from the business, doing the things you love to do in your personal life, whether it's spending time with family or hobbies or doing other businesses or whatever the heck you want to do, you need to be on a business model where earning more income in real estate also gives you more personal time back. If not, you, you have a bad business model. And the only way to do that is to, to have a financial plan and financial systems in place. Or you're going to get on that real estate roller coaster where the only way to make more money is work harder. And, and that's a bad business model, man. That's a bad... And I, you see people burn out all the time. They have high taxes. They don't manage their wealth well. They're up and down paycheck to paycheck. They're super busy in the in the harvest season. You know, For most people, that's the spring and summer when they're earning a lot of money and then they have no income in the winter and they, they don't save well or manage their money well. And then they cut back on all their expenses and go backwards and they go up and down, up and down with annual seasonality every single year. And it's just a grind. And that's why you see such a high percentage of agents. It's like 87% of all agents don't make it five years. And I think that's one of the reasons they don't is because they just, they just don't have any stability in their business. Um, and a lot that do just stay at the same production. They don't grow. So they just make the same production every single year. You look back to how much, or they decrease over time because they say they want to work less because they're on that bad budget model where if I work less, I make less. That's not a good business model. You want to have a business model that you can slowly step away from and have it continue to earn more and more income from you. And if that's something you're interested in, you don't know how to do that, You know, definitely go to EisenhowerCoaching.com. Talk to a coach, at least get a free coaching consultation for on one to talk about what it would look like. Because, you know, success leaves clues. It's up to you guys to pick them up. Successful people have coaches. Uh, we know that. We we represent too many of the, the number one agents, teams, and brokerages in, in, in too many markets. It's well worth the investment. That's for darn sure. Then many times over. So with that said, let's talk about now, though, on the show, my sales pitch ending, <laughs> about what a financial plan looks like. And, and to me, the financial plan really is encapsulated into, into, you know, not like some big SEC filing, you know, where you have to like, you know, create all these different taste statements. And, and it's it's not like a formal business plan either. It's really should be um, encapsulated into two documents, right? It should be a budget. You need to have a budget and you need to have a profit and loss. You know, a budget is where you want to go. And here's how we're going to do it within these confines. And then that's more of your plan. And we monitor to see if we're on budget or not with a profit and loss statement, because that's more of an accurate, we like to do it monthly, telltale sign of, of where your business is right now. So you could do that quarterly too. We like to 
make you do it monthly. And we want you to have a full service account that you give administrative access into your business operating accounts, online account, where he can just go in there like an administrator, which means he can't deposit or withdraw money, but he can view your accounts and keep your accounting situation up to date throughout the year to help you pay quarterly taxes in advance so you don't get hit with one big dangerous lump sum at the end of the year. You'll have accurate quarterlies every year, not estimated ones, because he'll know where you're at at the end of each quarter. You'll pay your taxes in advance. At the end of the year, he'll help you increase your expenses so you're not so profitable. So you don't have to pay any taxes if need be as well too. So you don't get smashed at the you know and have a lot of tax liability that you can never recover from. So your accountant becomes a CFO for you. He's going to auto-generate your profit and loss statement for you that keeps you up to date with your budget. And you know the profit and loss is pretty darn simple. Profit and loss statements are not hard. He'll generate it for you, so I don't need you to build one, and I don't want you to manage it yourself. Your accountant will do it for you because they have accounting software that you know, if they are looking at your online banking accounts, they're going to be pulling those reports and inputting that data of how much you spend on all your different expenses, and they'll itemize it for you. They might have a few questions for you as to what expenses are what, you know, for the first couple of months. But after that, it's relatively the same stuff. And if they have a question, they'll email you. It's real easy, but they're, you know, they're doesn't, they don't need that very much going forward. They'll put it in the right categories that, uh, you know, either the state or the, the federal government wants them in. And, and try to do it to also reduce your tax liability as well, too. And what ends up happening is their, their software system will automatically generate a PL, a profit and loss statement for you each month that you can analyze to make sure you're on your budget. And the profit and loss is really just what we talked about. It's, you know, at the very beginning, it's how much income you generate in your business. And they'll know that. And then all your itemized expenses. For your business as well too. Um, and they'll know that as well too. They'll sort all that out for you. Don't say, hey, I can't do this because I got to clean all this up. They will clean it up for you. Um, they'll say, well, I run all my different business. I run my business in my household account. They'll clean that up for you. But hey, stop doing that. We also have to run separate bank accounts, right? So you should have a business operating account. We, we, we always coach at ICC that our clients have four bank accounts. We want you to have a business operating account that all your business expenses get paid out of and all your business income gets paid into. And then you pay those into three other accounts. Um, those are going to be your uh, tax uh payment account. You're going to pay your quarterly taxes out of that. So we're going to pay a monthly payment into the tax payment account. And then we're going to pay your taxes quarterly. Uh, we're going to do a monthly payment into an investment savings account. And then another monthly payment out of your business operating account into your personal household expenses account. And that's what you're going to use to run your personal household, your investment savings account. That's just, you know, for your wealth. That's where you're going to save your money. That's where you're going to buy your rentals out of that with that money. You're going to buy your stocks, your IRA, your mutual funds, your short-term rentals, whatever you want to invest in. That's where you're going to create wealth. So you have one business operating account, one tax payment account, an investment and savings account, and a personal household expenses account. All we need to really give your accountant access to is your business operating account. And that's all he needs to A, prepare your tax forms at the end of the year, which will take him 10 seconds. And you'll you'll know what your tax liability is right away because he's already up to date at year end. He doesn't have to wait for a bunch of stuff from you. Uh, and number two, um, you're going to be able to generate profit and losses throughout the year. So you can actually operate your business by looking out the front window. Uh, profit and loss is extremely simple. It's going to have income at the top. 
all your income that comes in. Um, and then it's going to have all your expenses itemized down below. And then at the very bottom, it's going to deduct your expenses from your net income. And, you know, you may have things in there like your accountant might advise you to start paying yourself a salary. If he might advise you to create an entity like an LLC or an S corporation or some other, maybe even a C corp or something like that to, to reduce your tax liability. Um, and then you can start paying yourself salaries, treating yourself as an officer of the, of the corporation uh, to reduce, you know, to treat your income as an expense. Um, and things like that. Um, so all of a sudden with our P&L, um, we're going to be able to start making very firm business decisions with our business. And, and, and we're actually going to be able to, you know, at the end of the year, we're going to say, oh, wait a minute, we're making too much money this year. We're going to have a lot of tax exposure. We're too profitable. So maybe I need to hurry up and, you know, buy a new car cash this year because I can deduct a big chunk of that or Maybe I got to prepay a bunch of business accounts next year, like marketing expenses or, or pay myself a larger salary or pay my assistant a bonus or pay myself a bonus, whoever, whatever the accountant tells you, he can actually tell you to increase your expenses at the end of the year to re reduce your taxable profitability. Maybe it's prepay your CRM for all of next year or, or that magazine advertisement or whatever you're at, you know, or your online lead subscription, pay it out a year in advance. It's very common for our clients to be doing that in December um, to reduce the amount they pay in taxes. It's something that should be, you know, businesses do it and you got to start running your real estate um, business like a business as well too, right? That's that profit loss. That tells us how to read and follow our budget. Now, a real estate budget is different, okay? A real estate budget is a little bit different. So a real estate budget, this is going to be kind of our plan. This is what we want our profit and loss to hopefully follow and line up with, right? But if you need a budget template, just go to EisenhowerCoaching.com and you can, you can click on the link at the top of the menu bar for our blog there. And just there's a search bar for our blog and just type in real estate budget template or real estate budget schedule or realtor schedule, or, you know, we got tons of different budget templates that you can download and look at. And what it does is it basically lines up based upon your production level. You'll see it across the top. There'll be a, there'll be a bunch of different production levels based on how much sales volume and gross commission income you make from left to right across the top. And then down below, it'll tell you how much all of your operating expenses should be based upon your production level, right? And generally speaking, your operating expenses are going to be things like, you know, if you're running a team or a brokerage, it's going to, you know, we, we usually say about 12% of your expenses, your monthly operating expenses should go to administrative salaries. And then, you know, usually the old adage is, I don't care who you are in real estate, about 10% of your gross commission income should be attributed to marketing and lead generation if your goal is to grow. Because like I said, your production starts at the left and then it increases as you go across a budget, a real estate budget schedule to the right. If you want to increase production, you'll increase your net income, which is shown at the bottom of a good budget schedule as you increase your production. Now, understand that as you do that, your expenses will go up. And that's where most people that don't operate with a profit loss and a budget schedule get scared. They won't contribute 10% of their gross commission income back to marketing. They won't say they won't spend that much because they want to save. They, I don't want to do that. I, I, I want to run it tight so they don't grow. So they never go to the next level. And going to the next level and increasing their production 
you have to increase your expenses to increase your production at some point because you, you're going to need more personnel or you're going to little, create a limit on your own personal production and you're going to need more marketing. You're going to run out of leads at some point. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to invest in your business. That's true of any business to some degree. And this budget schedule tells you how much, and it's usually more than what's comfortable. That's why we say give you a coach. Knowledge is not key in real estate. Accountability is. So holding you accountable to these painful activities of spending your money on your business rather than hoarding it away in your bank account so you can increase your profitability and maintain your personal lifestyle at the same time really requires coaching. You don't see people do this very well on their own without a coach directing them. So as I always say, success leaves clues, get a coach. That's what all the top producers and brokers do. With that being said, have a budget schedule, right? Because it's going to help you know. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break to talk to you all about something I'm really excited about. This year's ICC Summit is happening in San Diego at the Paradise Point Resort on its own island, surrounded by beaches in the middle of San Diego's beautiful Mission Bay. I mean, could there be a better venue? We have the entire resort and island to ourselves. And one thing that makes the ICC Summit so special are all of the great people that will be there. That's what I always hear after one of our summits. They always say, man, I met some great people too. Networking and new friendships are formed. And unlike most real estate conference, the mastermind sessions at the ICC Summit are exciting, fast paced, and led by many of North America's top producing agents, team leaders, and broker managers, not to mention our team of elite coaches and some well-known industry leaders too. We also believe in an interactive and participatory environment and that that provides the richest learning experience out there for our attendees. No boring keynote speeches here. It's a high powered three day event, September 6th through 9th, 2023. You can register today at ICCSummit2023.com. That's ICCSummit2023.com. You can find that link in the podcast description too. Register today and use the promo code PODCAST for $100 off your registration fee. So I hope to see you all in San Diego. And now let's get back to the podcast. We always say about 30% of your, you notice that all of our percentages that we talk about, that I talk about are based upon a percentage of gross commission income. Okay. And we assume your gross commission income that you operate by charging a commission of somewhere north of 2.25%. Okay. Um, we don't want you giving your commission away. We want an average commission rate north of that. I really prefer, just so you know, I try to, we try to coach our agents to charge 3% because we want you to get what you're worth. If you charge more, that's great too, but don't give your commission away. Don't work for free. But we use budget modules that are above 2.25 because we know it's not common in certain areas and things like that. Um, so we take all our percentage off gross commission income. So your total operating expenses and operating expense, the definition of that, just so you know, is any expense that you need to pay every month, whether you sell houses or not, they're not tied to a commission check. So your expenses for operating expenses, your two big ones, there are usually administrative salaries, you know, could be a transaction coordination coordinator or an administrative assistant or a marketing director, any marketing expenses, lead generation, that's 10%. So that's 22% of your 30% right there. Then you got other things like training, education, you should coaching, coaching fees, equipment, supplies, maybe rent, technology, things like that, CRMs. That all should not go past 30% of your GCI, okay? 
That's one type of expense. It's something you pay every month. Then you have what we call a cost of sale expense. That's an expense you pay only when you sell. It's an easier expense mentally for agents to handle, right? Um, a cost of sale is maybe what you pay your broker as a percentage of your paycheck each month, um, or what you pay maybe in national franchise fees, if you're in a national brand or national royalty fees, whatever you want to call them. It could be what you pay a transaction coordinator out of a sale. If you pay a transaction coordinator per sale um, or a listing coordinator per sale, uh, could be if you're you know doing client gifts per sale. Um, you know, things like, or if you run a real estate team or a brokerage and you pay your agents, maybe you pay your buyer's agents or agents, um, a certain percentage showing assistance, you name it, ISAs. If you pay anybody like them, inside sales agents, if you pay any of them a percentage of your paycheck, those are costs of sales as well too. And those vary. The old adage is to say you should, you know, of a hundred percent gross commission income check, 30% should go to your operating expenses, 30% should go to your cost of sales, and then you should keep 40%. So you're actually on a 40% commission split after you implement all your financial systems and plan. Believe it or not, that's your net income. So that, you know, that's what they always say, but that cost of sales does vary. Uh, at Ice Network Coaching, we vary that based upon your production. You know, if you're generating you know, let's say 250,000 in, in gross commission income, we really think, you know, yes, you're always at 30% operating expenses, but only about 10%, maybe 15 or 20% max should be dedicated towards cost of sales because you typically at that level don't have, you know, a ton of agents that are working for you. So you're really just paying possibly a national brand or a broker, you know, maybe a transaction coordinator or something like that. But, you know, if you want to get up into the area where you're making, you know, 500,000 in gross commission income a year, well, to do that, you're going to be selling quite a few units in most markets, right? So in markets where you, you know, have an average sales price of say 300,000, that's going to be hard to generate 500,000 in GCI and still have a balanced life without having some other agents and some other personnel. So that, you know, that you might be up at 20 to 30% of cost of sales there. Of course, your all your operating expenses are going to increase too. So you'll see over time your cost of sales are going to increase because you're going to slowly be contributing a smaller percentage of your business. If you get up to someone who you know, let's say that generates, oh, I don't know, three million in annual gross commission income. You know, that's going to, you know, we're talking about, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, depending on your market of homes sold per year. There's no way your own sales production is going to be a very small part of that. You're going to have to have lots of other agents on a big real estate team or in a brokerage for that. Right. So then we're going to, you know, your cost of sales are going to be way high because you're, you know, you're not keeping much of your, you know, of, of the total sales of your team. You're having to pay out large splits to lots of agents that work for you. So you might be up as a team, you might be up to 40% cost of sales, 45, 50% cost of sales, because you're paying, let's say you've got your buyer's agents on 50-50 splits, or you're paying ISAs too, or who knows. Um, lots of different ways to skin a cat, lots of different organizational organizational models for real estate teams and brokerages. And again, we can help you with that at, at uh, EisenhowerCoaching.com. Um, you can also go to our blog, 
Um, like I told you at EisenhowerCoaching.com and type in real estate team organizational structure, and you'll see lots of those different org charts come up. Um, but we, you know, the way we work with different budget models for all of them can get kind of intricate. You know, I recommend getting a coach, but that cost of sales will increase over time. So well, here's the, here's the, the, the bottom line. Your operating expense is always going to be 30%, but it's going to increase. Your cost of sales as a percentage is definitely going to go up. And of course it will increase because you're going to be hopefully doing less production yourself and you're going to rely on the income of your sales agents. But here's what that does. At the very bottom you uh, of, of the budget schedule, what you're going to see is you're going to see net income go up, the dollar amount. But the percentage of net income, your profit margin will actually decrease. So that it's kind of a weird thing. In business, successful business leaders know that we're always decreasing our profit margin over time. In fact, the, the wealthiest people in the world have the smallest profit margins because they have the biggest companies. They have the biggest amount of expenses. They, they do, they have high volume businesses. Like a Walmart has a profit margin of like 2%. You know, they have billions of dollars of expenses and billions of dollars of income, and they only have a 2% margin, but that 2% is gazillions of dollars. You know, people are flying around in jets that own that company, right? That's the way it works. But that's hard for people that always just want to try to keep expenses low because most real estate agents aren't business owners. They are, but they don't operate like them. So they don't have P&Ls. They don't have budget models. They don't know this. That's why we try to have you follow tested, proven models that work. Stand on the shoulders of giants who've done it before you. Follow models of our successful clients that have already reached these heights, right? Um, so that, and that's what we build our systems off of. Um, so yes, we are going to be reducing your margins, but we're increasing your net income and we're getting you out of the business. And we have many coaches and clients that are completely out of production. They don't list properties. They don't sell properties. They are out and they receive big, big paychecks from their real estate businesses. And they can either relax, be on vacation open other businesses like mortgage companies, property management companies, other brokerages, other teams, expansion teams. Um, they can be helping recruit and growing their team. They could be out of recruiting. They could have people as managers doing the recruiting for them. You know, there's endless things you can do with free time to either earn money or enjoy your life or both. Okay. Travel, you name it. So oftentimes they're just investing, you know, um, because that's what rich people do. Um, so get used to decreasing your profit margin as a goal to increase your net income at the same time. Um, and, and you'll see that uh, on any good real estate budget schedule. Like I said, go to Eisenhower Coaching to pull ours out there. Look at the bottom of ours and scroll across the bottom. And you can see that the percentages will drop at the bottom, but the income goes up. And that's assuming we're keeping you steadily getting out of the business more and more um, over time so that you're slowly getting one foot out, you know, then you're getting that last foot out and we're, we're you know, and, and, and hopefully you're getting a coach to help you do that. So it gets done right the first time in a health, a healthy, um, tested and proven way that works. Uh, efficiently and effectively for you. Um, and that's how you step out of the real estate business. And it happens all the time. And it's an absolute reality. And we get to see and do it at Eisenhower Coaching. And we absolutely love it. So I hope this helps you with a financial plan for your real estate business. Enjoyed having you on the show today. And I uh, can't wait to see you on the next one. Thanks again.
Thanks for listening to the Brian Eisenhower podcast. You can learn more about ICC at EisenhowerCoaching.com. That's I-C-E-N-H-O-W-E-R.com. You can also enroll in one of our many online courses at ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com. That's ICCOnlineLearningCenter.com where you'll find the most expansive real estate training library in the industry. We also offer custom training portals for real estate teams and brokerages looking to give all of their agents access to our expansive course list of courses and training systems. Some companies even take it one step further by purchasing versions of our courses and systems that are white label branded to their specific real estate organizations. Also, be sure to subscribe to Eisenhower Coaching's YouTube channel to watch new video content that we put out each and every week. And again, be sure to join the fastest growing Facebook group for top performing real estate professionals by searching for the Real Estate Agent Roundtable Group. With all of that said, thank you again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Brian Eisenhower Podcast.